This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery... Well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! 16 years from today, Greg Gerstner will finally land the perfect cannonball. Epic Splash. Unsuspecting friends. A work of art only possible because Greg is already meeting all these same people at AARP volunteer and community events that keep him active and involved and help make sure his happiness lives as long as he does. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org local. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This edition of the BBC Music Magazine podcast is sponsored by Adagio, the leading streaming service for classical music. Enrich your life through Adagio's expertly curated playlists, exclusive recordings and original content. Give yourself the gift of classical music. Visit idagio.com slash music hyphen podcast and enjoy two months for free. So welcome to the BBC Music Magazine podcast. I'm Oliver Condy, the magazine's editor, and with me in the studio today are reviews editor Michael Beek and editorial assistant Freya Parr. Hello. Hello. So before we get started, the July issue is out now. It's the special proms issue. And better still, if you fancy subscribing, we've got a discount for all our podcast listeners. All of you can now get 30% off every six issues, which takes the cost to just £25.15. And you can claim the offer by visiting buysubscriptions.com slash musicpodcast. So we'll be taking a behind-the-scenes tour of the magazine shortly. But before we do, let's find out what's been happening in the news. So the uh, BBC New Generation Artists Scheme has now reached its 20th year and seven artists have been announced um, across all different instruments. There's even a jazz guitarist and they're from all across the world. There's a quartet as well. and one of the new generation artists we're actually going to hear from now is Eric Liu, who won the Leeds International Piano Competition last year, and his debut disc is out recently on Warner Classics. So we'll listen to a track from him now. Mm-hmm. 
American pianist Eric Liu playing Chopin's second piano sonata, and that was a finale. I, I heard him play that, actually, at St. George's yeah. in Bristol. Oh, did you? Yeah, he that came along. Awesome. He flew over uh, from America mm-hmm. specifically for that concert. Come and I think the following day flew back again. <laughs> he did, he did. I think it was part of his prize. He was, the, wasn't it, the, the concert. Oh. Yeah, it was a f- really fascinating sort of performance, wasn't it? Very mature. What did he play? Did he play the things that he won? Yeah, so it was, it's pretty much the selection he played from from the Leeds final and on the subsequent disc that came out on Warners as well. It was yeah. It's a really fantastic scheme, actually. Um, they seem to get stars that are sort of in the making and they seem to spot rising stars as well. So they've got people who are already on the scene and then people that we've not heard of. So uh, and, and there's so many broadcast opportunities for them as well. Mm. Uh, you know, it's a great opportunity for them to broadcast on Radio 3 and do recordings. And, of course, many of them appear on our cover disc throughout the year. So, um, so you should hear one or two of them appearing in the next sort of 24 months or so. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the Radio, uh, Radio 3 New Generation artists, actually. Yeah, I think over the prom season, they always have kind of extra New Generation artist slots throughout Radio 3. It's kind of all the time. So you'll definitely be hearing more from them. And actually, the people that they've got, their alumni, as it were, They've got amazing people. I was just looking into it, and it's the uh, pianist Igor Levitt, percussionist Colin Curry, and violinist Janine Jansen, among a whole host of others. So <laughs> they clearly go on to do amazing things. Yes, called Paul Lewis, who uh, yeah. went on to, who was obviously a great concert pianist, but mm. with Adam Gatehouse, who used to run the New Generation Artist Scheme, um, set up the new sort of version of the Leeds Piano Competition. So it all goes full yeah. circle. Yeah. Really. Yeah. <laughs> now Eric Lou has won it and Definitely. he's on the generation <laughs> sort of scheme. So yeah. that, that's all rather good. Um, so it's time for some other news, actually. Uh, it's, it's been a fairly quiet month, actually, although yes, uh, some nice, some good news from uh, from Oxford. Uh, so Christchurch has got a permanent girls' choir. That seems to be something that is really sort of really taking... Um, it doesn't seem to be a surprise now when people actually have a girls' choir. It's not big news anymore. <laughs> it's just something that naturally happens. Yes, something you'd expect to happen, isn't it? And uh, the naturally titled Fried's Wide Voices of Christchurch, Oxford. Yes. <laughs> That's a mouthful, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> But no, good for them, absolutely. Absolutely. Nicholas Collin is moving on to the Finnish Radio Symphony Orchestra. Well, I think he's going to keep the Aurora Orchestra, but he's going to become the chief conductor. And that's a that's a big step for him because the Aurora Orchestra is very much a big star in the UK and it is sort of, its tentacles are reaching out abroad. <laughs> but I think this is a real fantastic uh, international opportunity and actually taking over from Hanu Lintu is something of a hero, actually. So yeah. He's moving on to Finnish National Opera and Ballet, chief conductor, so... Yeah, it all change again for lots of different people. And of course, it's the proms. The proms are going to be, uh, well, have been announced and they're going to be starting middle of July. Um, So book your tickets. Um, And this month, we really go to town, give you the full listings, give you our recommendations, interviews with people who are appearing in various concerts. Uh, But we're going to start with our choices. So, Michael, what have you chosen? What are the, what's the concert you think everyone should try and book their tickets for? Um, There's there's so much choice this year, as usual, but I've plumped for the uh, CBSO who are performing on the 22nd of August. Uh, They're doing, it's a real fantastic mix of great artists and, and great repertoire. So obviously we've got uh, their, their great conductor, Mirga Grajanita Tyler, uh, Shaker Kahneman on cello. They're performing Elgar's Cello Concerto. But for uh, Weinberg's uh, Centenary, they're doing his third symphony, which doesn't get performed uh, yeah. often. Uh, it's fantastic work, uh, really, really colourful. Uh, they're also playing Dorothy Howell's uh, Lanya, which is another piece that these days you don't hear very much, but has been at the proms a lot over the over the years since it was first premiered there in 1919. So it's just a really, really nice mix of, of pieces and just and great stars as well. 
Mm-hmm. Is that last one one of the um, Henry Wood novelties? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So that's one of the big pushes this year for Henry Wood's anniversary. I'm not sure which one. We're... Oh, what is it, 150th? I think it's 150th. Yes. Yeah. So they're, they're re-performing a lot of the works that he had premiered at the proms originally because he was a big advocate for new music. He was, and he was an absolute star. I mean, there were so many works that were performed for the for the first time yeah. in Britain um, that he really pushed, like Debussy's Prelude de l'Après-Midi d'une Faune. And, mm. well, there, there was the um, the world premiere of Vaughan Williams' Serenade to Music and uh, Mahler's Eighth Symphony got the UK premiere. You know, he really brought those works to uh, into currency, mm. actually, and a real sort of musical hero, actually. Mm. So, Freya, what have you chosen? Um, so something a little bit different. I have gone for the Prom 70. It's a late night prom curated by Johnny Greenwood uh, of Radiohead fame. Um, and I, I love the late night proms. They're always something I look out for because they're diverse and they have a real mix of stuff. And this one is actually really interesting. It's got, um, I think, a pre- yeah, a premiere by Johnny Greenwood and some Penderecki as well because the two often are combined. I think they work well together and they I think they've recorded together as well um the best buddies aren't they yes good chums (laughs) so that's being combined with the Bieber solo violin sonata which opens the whole evening and then before delving into the kind of more recent stuff I just think that'll be a really beautiful opening to then some probably quite out there music which Mm. is all those proms can lie on your back in the arena and (laughs) definitely yeah and he's curated the whole sort of prom hasn't he yeah Yeah, for the first time so he's becoming quite the uh the common figure of the classical music world nowadays. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. I, love, I also love Penderecki's music. I, you yeah, know, I was lucky yeah. enough to go to a festival of his not too long ago and, and actually being totally immersed in his music, you realise how versatile a composer he was. You, know, mm. you just mm. sort of hear, the obviously, the threnody for the victims of Hiroshima and then you realise how separate that is from the rest of his there's output. So more, and there's yeah. so much more. Such mm. a varied, uh, exciting composer. Um, I've gone for um, a real sort of uh, German... Um, Feast, as it were, the Bavarian Radio Symphony Orchestra with conductor Maris Janssens. I mean, I, I love the Bavarian Radio Symphony Orchestra. Everything they do, they do seems to turn to gold, I have to say. And they're wonderful recordings on BR Classic. Mm-hmm. It sort of gets yep. you really into the heart of it. So they were coming to the proms. They haven't been to the proms for a long, long, long time. Uh, and they're coming and they're playing uh, the suite from Strauss's Der Rosen Cavalier. And with Lisa Batiashvili, they're performing uh, Prokopius Violin Concerto Number 2. So it's a real sort of, um, you know, early 20th century, late 19th century bash, I have to say. So I'm thoroughly excited. And it's two proms as well, proms 15 and 17. So 30th and 31st of July. So I'll be... Um, well, I'll be, I'll be obviously staying over <laughs> this for sure. Camping out. Absolutely. <laughs> So before we move on to the recording of the month, um, I wanted to mention our website, classical-music.com, and you can read all about the latest musical goings-on, read thousands of reviews. Uh, We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and we have an iPad edition, so we're kept busy. So, Michael, recording of the month. Yes. What uh, is it? This month, uh, it's a disc we've been sort of awaiting with bated breath because we've known about it for a while. This is uh, Rachel Podger's uh, Bark Cello Suites on violin, of course, because Rachel Podger is a violinist. And uh, she hasn't disappointed. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, sort of the, the naturally due to the, the size of the instrument compared to the cello, it's a much sort of lighter, brighter, sort of breezier sound. Uh, and the reviewer, Julian Haylock, sort of, sort of bases a new clarity, like opening a window on a work that you sort of know, but now it sort of has a sort of slightly different sound. Well, many of the suites are in different keys. Absolutely. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's, should we hear the prelude? Yeah, let's have a piece. The... This is the, uh, from Prelude, from suite number one. It's a very familiar piece, but this is how it sounds on the violin. Mm-hmm. 
as Rachel Podger. Well, I was going to say I was I was expecting to hate this so <laughs> when yeah. I first got it in because I'm a bit of a bark purist <laughs> and I absolutely fell head over heels in love with it. Yeah. It really does seem like a new repertoire for the violin mm. at the same time as bringing new life to these cello suites. And it really does seem to make you listen sort of afresh to all the phrasing. The tempos are obviously more sprightly than you would get on the cello. Yeah. There's less sort of indulgence and there isn't room for the indulgence. And she doesn't give it anyway because she's not that kind of no, player. Definitely not. It's, it's magical. It really sings, no, yeah. It really does. It's and she a plays it. Piece. It's a really open-hearted performance, and mm. she obviously loves the piece, the pieces that she's playing that comes across in the recording. So, yeah, great recording of the month. So, congratulations to her. Yeah, and that's on Channel Classics. It's Channel Classics. Absolutely. Terrific, a terrific recorded sound. I yeah. have to say, always is for, on Channel Classics. Always do a fine job. Very, very lovely. Um, Freya, let's move on to the moon. Because the problems of celebrating the moon, well, the moon landings, aren't they? Because, of course, it's 50th anniversary of the of, of man first. Man on the moon. moon. So yes. what, what, what are we doing in our magazine? So we've, yes, we've t- taken a deep dive into the moon and how it's been used in music. Um, and because obviously the proms, yes, they're celebrating with a number of different concerts. They've got the CBBS Clangers prom, obviously, for the kids. And then they've also got a sci-fi film music prom, so kind of spacey stuff. And then Public Service Broadcasting are doing their concept album, Race for Space. And they've got a whole new bunch of commissions kind of on the theme. Um, And this month's magazine, uh, we have Simon Hayes, who takes a sort of a look at how it's how the moon's been used in various ways. Um, So there's kind of it's the various guises of it and mythologized um, as seen as kind of like a companion for man as a calm serenity. And then also the symbol for madness, obviously, with lunacy. And then often as kind of the calm before the storm. So it's such a kind of, it's been so readily used, but in so many different ways. It's, um, I'm, I'm quite surprised how much, how much stuff there is. So much. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. And, and you know, uh, and that's not even mentioning Louis Vian's Claire de Lune, mm. the big organ piece. Yeah. Which isn't, isn't mentioned. No. It's me. <laughs> I started making um, a playlist to go alongside this piece <laughs> and I was like, but there's too much. We have to cut down. Yeah. There is there is there is a lot of stuff, and actually the moon has a has a bigger pull. If you'll excuse the pun, than, than actually, <laughs> very good. Um, thank you. Than than, than you would realise. Uh, you know, obviously Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata, which was named after. Obviously, yeah. he wrote it. But you know, then then Debussy's Claire de Lune, obviously, and and and, and uh, yeah, it's it's um, yeah, very versatile. So this is where we uh, basically share with you our latest musical discoveries. Um, We'd also like you to get involved and let us know what musical discoveries you've come across. Um, And you can email your choice of the latest recordings or even great concerts that you've been to. Um, Email us at music at classical-music.com. And you may well be published on our Music to My Ears page. Very exciting. Uh, And every single Monday, uh, we put together a new list of exciting new releases in our playlist. It's called The Playlist, and it's on Apple Music. Anyway, let's get started. And I'm going to kick off with a wonderful recording I've discovered on Superfon of Janacek's Piano Works. Um, He didn't write a huge amount of piano music, but what he did write was exceptionally personal. Uh, This, uh, I've chosen the Andantino from In the Mists, a very short piano suite. Um, Written at a time of extreme pain around 1912, Janacek had just lost his daughter um, to illness, and 
he was also suffering huge personal doubts. Um, his operas were being basically rejected by Czech opera. And he was basically going through a bit of a sort of a personal trauma. And this is just him really going back inside himself. Um, you know, real sort of inflections of Moravian folk song, which he travelled throughout Czechoslovakia, sort of collecting all this folk song, bundled it all together. Um, and this is just such a beautiful sort of romantic stroke folk song inflected masterpiece, I think. <laughs> unnecessary virtuosity is just a real sort of bearing soul really yeah personal unexpected music. yeah and Jan Bartos is, is a wonderful pianist because mm, there's this yes. again there's, there's a real tender um, character to his playing it's not over the top um, and the recording quality is superb it's just I, I just loved it great just yeah. great yeah Michael um, so I've been listening to uh, Amy Dixon's most recent album on Sony Classical it's called In Circles now I think uh, sa- saxophones are things that are, you either love or hate um, particularly in, in, in classical saxophone. and But before Jessica Lim, there was Amy Dixon. She's still doing great stuff. And this is a really, really beautiful album. It sort of uh, takes its lead from, from folk tunes and, and uh, Australian music as well. She uh, performs and there's didgeridoo uh, on, on the disc as well, which actually sounds beautiful because it can. Uh, and she performs with the Adelaide Symphony Orchestra. Uh, the track I've chosen is Andalus by Emile Pessar, and it's featuring Daniel Deborah on piano. Andalus uh, performed by Amy Dixon, uh, accompanied by Daniel Deborah. And I think, hopefully you'll agree, that it's an absolutely beautiful sound she, mm. she makes on the sax. It's, it's woody, earthy, a lot like a sort of clarinet sound. Yeah, it sort of yeah. doesn't feel like a saxophone, which for me actually is a bit of a bonus yeah. sometimes. It's, it's sort of effortless, isn't it? Really? It is, yeah. 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 Sense. When you get a lot of the recording, you can hear the keys and you can hear the sort of the, the mechanical bits, you know, the breath and everything. So it's, it's actually not too much or too little sort of honing in on, mm-hmm. the, on the atmosphere of, of, of the actual instrument. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Mm. Freya. So I've got a little bit of piano um, as well. So this is the debut disc from Martin James Bartlett, who obviously won the 2014 BBC Young Musician of the Year. So he's taken a little while in releasing this debut, but actually it's really unexpected and because I, I, the first time I saw him perform was at the proms, I think the year after he'd won or just after he'd won, and he played Rhapsody in Blue and was just the most gregarious performer. It was so, like, wonderfully over the top and fabulous. But this is actually a really stripped-back album. Um, so there's Bach, Liszt, Schumann, Granados, Wagner and Prokofiev. So it's a real mix. Um, and it's all played with kind of real simplicity and rawness, and it's gorgeous. So we're going to listen to Schumann's Widmung, 
Opus 25, number one, arranged by Liszt. entertaining actually and it's really nice to see him on disc at last yeah. because it's been a long time since he won that young yeah. musician competition it was five years now yeah. um and a sort of love and death from one so young as well so much maturity in the playing yeah. and uh, uh no he's he's a real star in the making i have to say i mean there's a great signing from warner classics there yeah it's it really is the whole the whole album i kind of listened to it on a beautiful sunny evening outside with a a big beer and it was just like the most serene evening to listen to that because it was just it's all so well voiced and careful and just sublime yeah. i loved it not so too showy was... is it it's sort no of, it's just sort of yeah mature sounding yeah, yeah absolutely so yeah that was martin james bartlett's love and death on warner classics so Martin James Bartlett brings us to the end of the July issue podcast. Um, just remains for me to say, go and buy all tickets and you'll see us all there from the 19th of July, no doubt camped out <laughs> on uh, on the streets of Kensington. Uh, so do join us next uh, time when we'll be um, discussing what's in the August issue, how time flies. Anyway, um, it's goodbye from me and goodbye for the rest of us. Bye. The BBC Music Magazine Paul.